What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course, membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. know that you have a passion to share and that the world needs your gifts. Get the motivation you need to finally grow your online coaching business, sharing your knowledge your way. Hi, I'm Amy Jo, and I help entrepreneurs just like you design an online business that allows them to teach their gifts globally. I fully believe in helping women design their own magic and create a life that they're excited to wake up to every single day. If you're ready to finally get serious and change your business, you are in the right spot. Welcome to the Digital Magic Podcast. what crickets sound like to me. So if that is what you're hearing when you're trying to do your sales process, this podcast is for you. Do not hit that exit on this podcast because this is going to change the way that you do sales. Here we go. What is up? I'm super pumped for you guys to hear this interview with Shauna Beckman. And she's kind of like um, the sales guru if I do say so myself. Um, We actually just met on this interview and I felt like I had been talking to her and friends with her for like 12 years. So it was super fun. And she just hits the nail on the head when she talks about your sales process. Because really, if we get down to the nitty gritty, it has to be authentic to you. And you can't, you know, copy someone else's process. You have to do it in a way that feels really good to you and in a way that is serving your audience. So we talk all about that. And we talk about running your business as a mama. We just tippy-toe into that topic. It's kind of funny. Um, But I want to tell you, when I first started out my business in, uh, gosh, what year was it? 2015. And I first started attempting to make sales. I would do webinars. I would get on the phone with potential one-on-one clients. And I would just be like, "Um, bye. (laughs) I really didn't have that close the deal kind of mentality. I didn't even know like what I was doing in that area. And so nine times out of 10, I would get on the phone and be like sweating and hope that the person was just like, yeah, like let's do this. But in the beginning, it wasn't like that because I was still trying to, you know, build myself and my brand and people didn't know, know me yet. And so I still had to make that sale. And I'm talking sweat bullets, sweaty armpits, like all the things. And, um, it was really scary. And so, like I said, I would get on webinars and I would do the entire webinar and I would get to the end. I would even do like a Q and a, and then I wouldn't ask for the sale and I wouldn't offer anything. And I would just like disappear because it just, the thought of selling and like, quote unquote, taking someone's money made me want to poop my pants. So <laughs> lots of mindset stuff that you have to work through um, as you're you're building your business. But this interview is so good and I hope you love it. Here is Shauna Beckman. All right. Hello, Shauna. Welcome into the lounge with me. How are you? Oh my gosh. So good. <laughs> 
so good. Um, you are joining me all the way from Alabama. So thank you for, you know, meeting here on the interwebs with me. I guess we can call that this. Um, I'm super stoked to talk to you for multiple reasons. One, because you have kids and I just had a baby and I'm just like amazed at you <laughs> because you have five and I have one and I'm already like, what am I doing? Um, so that's cool. But also you are all about sales and this is so important to me and to my, my listeners and my crew, because <laughs> when I did my very first webinar ever, I knew that I had to have like some kind of offer or something at the end. And I got to that part and I was like, so this is what I'm selling. Bye. <laughs> and I like hung up the webinar and you know, this was years ago, but I, it was just like sweat and yeah. I was freaking out and I'm just like, what are people going to think? They're going to judge me. You know, all of these mental thoughts mm-hmm. came up. And so as you know, as we do progress in our business, sales get better and they get more fluid and, and you know, all the things, but I really wanted to bring you in here to talk about sales and maybe the mindset around it and any kind of action steps that you can give to us. So um, if you would just go ahead and tell us about yourself and uh, about your business. You got it. So this episode is going to be so good. Thank you for inviting me. Um, So yeah, so my name is Shauna. I founded SheSpeakSales.com where I help creative services get paid without feeling like a pitch because um, it does. You do turn into a cold sweat. It is really scary because like you don't want to come across as desperate, but you're super excited about your work and you do your, you really want to serve, but it's always like either I'm word vomiting or I'm like a deer in headlights. And so I actually used to be, um, I used to have this job right after college. I actually went to the University of Minnesota and I studied family social science. I wanted, I loved families, which makes sense when you look at my life because I have five kids, but I couldn't get a job, right? Like I couldn't get a job after graduation. And I ended up in this tissue donation industry where it's basically like a call center. And anytime someone dies, their deaths are kind of, they're reported. They're reported to like these agencies, right? Where you can recover tissue or organs. And I specifically worked in the eyeball portion, which is totally crazy and super bizarre (laughs) because like I said, I had this family social science background. I'm not a scientist in any way. And basically what would happen is when these deaths were reported, you would have to call the grieving family and ask them to consider donation and like walk them through that decision and what that means making sure that they have all the facts, but also like being sensitive to like the situation. And then there's like personal dynamics, right? Then you've got the mom and the sister and the brother or the wife. And so the kids, if they're older across the country. So there's all these sort of like really sensitive conversation principles. And I learned quickly that it's not what you say to people. It's about kind of creating these conditions that make people feel safe with you. So love that job. It was amazing. And then my family relocated. We first moved from Minnesota to Connecticut for three years. And um, I had baby after baby after baby. I had five kids in seven years. And um, I knew that I needed like a job from home. I knew that I needed like a location independent thing because we were also going to be moving again once my husband went through this like temporary position at Yale. And um, I hired my first business coach and I basically said, this is my skill set. I love to work. I want to work, but like, I have no idea like what to do. And they're like, Sean, you should do sales. And I was like, I I don't know. But at the same time, I was just kind of casually helping friends close deals in their own businesses by taking those conversational principles and applying them to 
how do I, how do I tell somebody that my service is like in the thousands, right? How do I communicate to people who, who have expressed interest, but I don't want to pressure them, but like something needs to happen for them to move over the fence, right? So all those sort of like win-win situations, um, I just started helping them do it and they started winning in it. Like they started closing deals and it was super cool. So over the last couple of years, I really refined that skill set and made it like a thing. So that's what you're looking at now is just sort of the sales coaching business where I'm training you how to get paid without feeling awkward or like a deer in headlights when it comes to your own creative work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally resonate with not, not the eyeball things. I've never been there, but the cold sweats and all of that fun stuff. Um, when I, like I mentioned, when I did that first webinar, I was sweating and I got to the sales part and it was so scary. And I know a lot of people here who are listening to this and who are watching this literally have been through the same thing. And even when you're getting on those webinars, um, or you're in front of a Facebook live or you're doing, you know, it could even be like doing something like you and I are doing like a podcast or a live like this. And you start talking about your offer and your sales. It can be so intimidating and super scary and you get tongue tied. And then you go in your mind and you're just like, Oh, I just got tongue tied. No one's going to, you know, think that I know what I'm talking about. They're not going to believe me. And so all of these mental mindset things pop up, which is super fun. So you got to work through all of that. Um, did you have a point as you were building your business? Did you start in the thousands or did you start at like a lower end offer and then kind of build up? What did that look like for you? Oh yeah. Yeah. So like my actual offer, that's a really great point. So it's super interesting. So I knew like after I kind of got over once my business coach was like, you know, you should do sales. That's all I wanted to do. So my entire marketing message was sales for like a year. It's like, I'll help you sell. I'll help you sell. I'll help you sell. But I learned really quickly that like I was attracting a lot of people who were like deathly afraid of sales. And they would hire me and they were like, I still can't do it. And so I learned that you can know all the right things, but like if your perception about what is happening doesn't match like reality, you're never going to sell no matter how many skill, like no much, no matter like the skill set that I try to give you. Mm. So I moved my messaging actually like a year, like a year and a half later. And I started thinking, like, I'll help you get paid, which is something that, like, that's something that they really want and can get excited about. So I've tried to give them something that they want and still sell them what they need, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And if I'm, if I'm, if people are struggling to get paid, I don't feel comfortable selling them like a $10,000 offer. So my packages have evolved naturally as, as I've learned more about what it is that they need. So Mm -hmm. that's really interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. The, the wordage that you used. Yeah. And the interesting thing too, is that not only, only did I stop saying like, I'll help you with sales and turn like, I'll help you book clients. I'll help you get paid. I all, this is really interesting, but I was talking to, I used to also say, I'll help you close deals, right? Like I'll help you close deals. And I was talking to an ideal client once and they said, what do you mean close deals? Do you mean book clients? And I was like, yes, that's it. And so there's sort of this evolution in your business when you're starting and you're trying to sell and you're wondering why nobody is buying. Sometimes it can just simply be like the little nuances of like, how am I communicating this? And and sometimes you're you're not always so sure, right? Like you don't think it's that big of a difference, but it can be night and day. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. I love this. <laughs> this is like real life. So those of you who are watching um, on our Facebook live, this is real life. Kids are here and my little man somewhere um, around the house with Nana. She's hanging out, but I love, I just love you because you're so raw and real because that is exactly like what just happened is being a mom and running a business. You know, yeah. <laughs> so this is a side note. Yeah like not quite related to sales but like at, in terms of like motherhood yeah like, like the nine to five like working 40 hours a week like behind an office is like made for men in mind <laughs> like made for men who it's like so hard yes and so like if women want to work like we have to rethink about the way that we're working this is like a whole nother topic which is there's so many topics that I want to talk to you about because that, because I'm a new mom, like we talked about right before I hit record. Um, I'm four and a half months in. Things are going okay, but he can't walk yet. So I don't know, like, you know, how things are going to transition there. But I love what you just said about reframing the way that, you know, we see work and the way that we work. Because it's, yeah, this it's is the, like there was, there was one time where the brand new baby, the baby's going crazy. I'm on a work phone call. And like, you know, you just start dripping in sweat and you're like, <laughs> and I was like, just, I went out there and I was like, just give me the baby and I can take the work phone call as I'm talking. Like, it's literally not a big deal. And my husband was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm like, no, like I, I actually can. Like, it's yeah. actually easier for me to take the crying baby and still be able to talk on the phone than it is for me to shut the door and listen to her cry in the next room. And so like, like nobody is like showing women how it can be done with kids and like not making apologies for it, you know, like, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, done. exactly. Like you do, you do what you got to do. Right. And like, so half the time I'm starting to now that I like figured out a system, I record my podcast in the car while baby's sleeping, you know, you just like multitask, you do the thing. So anyways, I just love that. So, um, back to your sales. Um, yeah and the wordage and the verbiage that you use, I think it's fascinating that the market tells you what they want. You know, like you could have like, this is what I'm going to sell. This is what I'm going to say. This is how I'm going to pitch it. And then like what your example, as far as your clients saying, do you mean, but clients, is that what she said? But yeah, yeah, they're like, but do you, do you, it was like closed deals versus like book clients. You mean like book clients? Yeah. 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 And then you're like, well, about that. And it's like, it it seems so simple, but it's not. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you just the word. Know that unless you talk to them, like you will not know these nuances unless you talk to them because so much of a, what we think our messaging is is sort of like one and done, right? It's like yeah. this formula, I just plug and play, but it's always evolving and it's yeah. so much more dynamic than just here's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And what I see a lot is um, that, I mean, this is basically exactly what you're saying is people sit on their offer forever trying to perfect it and to build it out and be like, well, I think the market needs this. And this is what I see. And I think I'm going to build this and they build it all out and they sit on it for like a year before, you know, they hit publish or they hit, you know, whatever. And they start promoting and then nothing happens. And they're like, but I built it. Like it's perfect. You didn't talk to anybody. You know, you didn't go out and you didn't do that research. You didn't talk to people and you didn't let the market tell you what they want. So I think everything that, that you said is perfect. Um, yes, and I think that that you make a really great point is that especially as creatives, like as creatives who who like it's their life's work, mm-hmm. it can feel really, really hard and daunting 
to like come up with a practical solution for the market when you're just like, I like my stuff. Like I do it for me. And it's like, when you, when you move the transition to being a business, like your work doesn't necessarily exist for you. Like the business exists for other people. And so you literally, like you can still do the work. Like we want you to do the creative service. Like we want you to be in that place, but like the way that you offer it and provide it, like it, like it has to make sense to those people. Yeah. You're not going to know that unless you're actually talking to them. Yeah. You're not the one paying yourself. Right. You know, they're paying you. So you have to listen to, to what they're saying. Um, so how long did it take you going from the, the eyeball tissue mm-hmm. to creating an offer to selling it? What did that kind of look like? <laughs> oh my gosh. Such a good idea. Oh, well, such a good question. Um, Oh, so like, I don't even know how to like answer that because it's been like (laughs) an evolution because it's been, it's been a process in terms of like navigating the parts that I like to do only in like the last six months. Do I finally feel like I found the thing that I love to do with the people that I love to do it with. Right. Mm. So many times I was working with people who I love to work with, but wasn't quite doing the thing, or I was sort of sacrificing like my work just to work with stuff. You know what I mean? Like it was just sort of like this weird combination of like sacrificing the job or sacrificing the clients just to get paid. And you sort of have to do that in the beginning, right? When you're just like, I need, I need some money. I'm trying to fill up up the offer. Yeah, absolutely. And so I would say it took me about two years to really narrow in on a signature offer where I feel like this is like, it's tested. My audience is responding to it. It's exactly what I love to do. And that took about two years of just like trying like a different combination. But I mean, from the moment that like, I was like leaving the iBank or to the, to the tissue donation industry to, um, like actually selling an offer, like not that long. I mean, it literally was just maybe a couple months and that happened just by having a conversation with somebody where it's like, okay, I can help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love your story. Cause I think the eyeball tissue is fascinating, but getting from there, you know, into what you're doing now and how like the evolution of that, I think is fascinating. And I think a lot of people kind of sit there and they're like, well, I don't really know like what to sell. Did you ever have a moment like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, this is why you hire like coaches is because so many of us don't know what our own skill set is. Like you can't read the label from the inside. Like still, I'm like, you guys think that was a thing? Like you think that I really did something, but yeah, like when you have enough, like outside validation, your work happens outside of you. You're trying to see how it resonates with people. Like that's how you know that you have a thing and that's how that's will get it easier for you to sell so that's the other thing you don't it can feel weird to sell something that you think isn't quite a thing or not that big of a deal so you really do need that sort of feedback loop of people close to you or mentors like helping you see yourself in a way because like perception actually like, like the way that you perceive stuff into like will help will dictate your performance is what I'm trying to say so you need that sort of feedback yeah, yeah, totally. So, so when you come to a price point, I'm talking about like pricing your services, that sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you yourself? What do you kind of look at look at as far as where to price a new offer? Do you, do you have I like a charge as much as I can? I do. charge as much as you can. You charge as much as you can, and 
people don't because they don't want the feedback of no, right? You won't know how much you can charge until you hear no. Yeah. Well, then when you hear no, does that mean that you don't have the money in your bank right now? Or does that mean if I add this thing, you give me an extra hundred dollars, right? So I want to go as high as I can. So I'm always testing the offer, right? Like I have a membership. I charge 647. I charge 67. I charge 97. People still sending me money. Now I'm, I'm raising the price to 197, right? Like, and so you, it's, it's like a relationship that you need with your market and to try to find that sweet spot. But Mm -hmm. most people aren't willing to do that. They just want to, it's scary. I actually, sorry, this is sort of like a mouthful as it's coming out because even me, like sales is my thing. Hang on a second. Even moving the, the, the price from 97 to 197, I've been scared. And I even told my coach, I said, I don't want to hear no. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear no, but like, it hurts for me too. And so I guess what I could say in terms of pricing is like, you want to go as high as you can and your market will respond. And if they say no, like you can always change your pricing. It doesn't always have to be this set in stone thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we're pricing things, we feel like it's like, like a tattoo, like it's permanent forever. Yeah, for eternity. Yeah, for eternity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Everything is figure outable. Everything is changeable. Um, and I think it's interesting. I don't know. I I had a lot of things come up when you were talking about, you know, as far as pricing going from ninety seven to one ninety seven, and how like you're freaked out, you know, and you have mental blocks and things like that too. Um, I think it's really easy for us to uh, start at a lower price point and then stay stuck. Um, and I don't know, I think it's like a validation thing. I think it's a safety thing. I think it's like all of these things. Um, so what, as far as maybe like clearing mental blocks, cause you, I know, you know, you know, going from that, like, I want to raise my prices and people listening to this and watching this, they're like, so what action steps like can I take? Like, is it, you know, a baby step? Like, 97 yeah, to 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, raise it 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to go from like, you know, a $500 logo package to like a $12,000 logo package. Like literally just raise it 50 bucks. Yeah. It happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that has helped me to like help raise the prices is identifying what would make me feel comfortable in raising the prices, right? Like it doesn't make me feel good to be like, to feel like I have to nickel and dime my clients. Like that's not what this is about. This is about, okay, if I'm going to make this leap, what do I have to do to feel comfortable with this price? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, then, then that's why I have a coach. Right. So then it's like, okay, then we let's implement these few things so we can do that. How long is it going to take you to do that? Okay. So let's plan a date to officially move this price. Mm-hmm. And tell people like we're actually raising the price for this reason yeah yeah and that also creates you know that sense of urgency too which is fun Mm -hmm. um also side note is yeah then I'm charging based on value right so and this is this is another thing that's hard as a creative a creative business owner is that we don't know our skill set we don't know what transformation we provide Mm. Right. And so that means that we got to get feedback about that transformation. And that can also feel really scary when your stuff is like comes from like a very heart centered place. So that that in like that sort of the layer behind why it can also feel scary, because now you have to come face to face with the transformation. Like, what do you actually do? Right. How are people talking about it? Are you ready to hear that? Mm hmm. Yeah, I always say that um, having your own business is like the best self help you can ever do, because it 
puts you literally like in front of all of these things. So all the transformations, all of the blocks and, you know, insecurities and doubts that you have, you literally have to overcome if you want to have success. And so everything that you're talking about, as far as these action steps are superb and right on. And I do have a question for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, who is your like dream client? Like your number one, best, perfect, like if you could draw a picture of like what they look yeah, like, yeah. what would they look like? I'm oh my God. Uh, they, have, <laughs> they have the opposite of imposter syndrome. Like they know that they are really, really good at what they do. And they think that they're better than everybody else in their industry. Mm. But the thing is, is that they're waiting for clients, right? Like they wait for clients to come to them because what they ultimately want is truly to be desired. And so they're scared and it will feel like they're sort of like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person who like has to like self promote. Mm. So Mm. when I think about them, that's who they are, right? Mm. Like they're recognizing their industry for their efforts. They're everybody who's an odds when they see their work, but on the inside, they're, they're waiting for clients. And when they wait for their clients, that means that they're not really fully alive doing their life's work. So a lot of times they just kind of feel dead, right? Like Mm. what they're not fully living. Yeah. That is, oh, that kind of gave me chills a little. Bit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. I really did. I got some chills. Um, just because I've, gosh, I know people who are there or who have been there, and you know, I am an artist as well, and it's, it's like. Having a business, being an artist, being a creative human is like some of the most vulnerable work that you can do because you're yeah. literally like cracking open your heart, saying, "This is what I have, world." Um, you know, and just kind of, like you said, like waiting almost, I see a lot of people do that and it just makes me sad. So I'm really excited for you. I'm glad those are your people. Yes. Um, can you tell us, you don't have to tell us like the whole framework as far as like your sales. Um, just cause I was going through your media kit that you sent me and I'm like super curious. Um, as far as the, the framework that you use, the strategy that you have kind of created with with the creatives that you work with, um, maybe just like a little tidbit or another little action step that people can incorporate as far as boosting their sales or starting to sell. What would that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's sort of the, the basic outline is you have to, the only difference in your life a year from now will be the people that you meet. And so if you want to get your life's work out there, if you want to book clients, you have to wake up every single day asking yourself, who knows me today that didn't know me yesterday? And am I putting, am I extending an invitation to talk about my offer? Mm. So my framework literally just walks you through how to do that person to person, because I also, the framework is based on the most effective way to do this is conversation, right? Imagine if you have an email that says 500 people and it's not working. Do you think that you could sell one if you just, how many do you think you could sell if you actually talk to those people? I bet you could sell a ton, Mm. right? And so that's sort of my approach. And that's how I walk people through that is just like, who knows you today? Like, are you engaging and giving time, right? Like, are you reciprocating a, a mutually beneficial relationship? Okay. And then are you actually putting an offer on the table? And by that, I simply mean like, are you getting permission to extend the invitation to talk about your offer? And that, that literally is my actionable, simple sales framework. That is like, I want to put that like in bold letters. <laughs> Do you know today that you didn't know yesterday? 
That is so good. And it's such a good way to think about it. You know, I think a lot of times, even once we do create that offer, it's really easy for us to sit there and be like, okay, I created it. Like come to me. Oh yeah. yeah. That's that's what people do all the time. And that's the lie that a lot of creatives have been taught is that if your work is good enough, it will come to you. Yeah. It's, it doesn't work that way. It's literally the best known. Like who, Mm -hmm. there's so many artists who are selling thousands millions and they're not that good <laughs> like they're, know, they're doing they're like out there yeah. you know, putting pedal to the metal and they're doing it yeah yeah I <laughs> I just you know I I think of like artists and stuff and it's it's really interesting as far as like the olden days you know all the older painters like Leonardo and you know all those guys and they got famous like after they died like I don't want to be famous after I died (laughs) you know I want my work to be like seen and appreciated and I know that's why I'm passionate about what I do I know that's why you're passionate about what you do is you know getting people to believe enough in what they're offering that they can put it out there get it seen and you know be recognized for it and get paid for it so um I really appreciate you being here with me and dropping the truth bounds and giving me chills because (laughs) I love the chills. No, it was great. So you are welcome here anytime. Um, Can you tell everyone where they can find you online and learn more about um, your packages? Awesome. Yeah. So you can join my Facebook group right now. It's called the Ask Exchange and Ask Standing for Actionable Simple Sales. Where, just like Amy Jo talked about where I walk you through that special framework. Otherwise, you can find me online anywhere at Hey Hey Shauna May. I love I love that by the way because, um, which one is it? I think it was my old Twitter handle or something. It's like Oh Oh Amy Joe, and so I saw that yours is Hey Hey Shauna May. I was like, girl. Oh my gosh! I didn't know that. That's <laughs> fun. Yeah, I was like, you gotta go with the rhyming. Like, come on, you, you know, do. you do. Yeah, that yeah. was that was sales brain. That that's sales the secret brain. to sales, guys. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, you are awesome. And again, thank you for being here with us. episode's over, but that's okay. You can come hang out in the Digital Product Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group, hang out with thousands of us making digital products, creating awesome, cool things, and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there, and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out. And you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.